This is Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 23. Answers to SEO questions from Reddit and from the internet. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because it's really hard for people to get good answers to their SEO questions. So you know what we're going to do today? We're going to answer questions from emails and from Reddit. But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. Okay, by the way, I recently created a Reddit account. My Reddit username is GrumpySEOGuy. So if you don't feel like emailing me and you feel like messaging me on Reddit... That's how you can find me. And sometimes when I have free time, I like to get on Reddit and answer people's SEO questions. It's kind of fun. I don't know. Anyways, okay, back to the questions. First question. This question comes from somebody on Reddit and the question is this. Do backlinks to an individual page also impact the overall website? Okay, so what this person is asking is basically if they get backlinks to a specific page on their website, is that going to help their overall website? Like, is that going to help the domain? Is it going to help the other pages on their website? Or is it only going to help that particular page that happened to receive the backlink? That is a great question. Here's the answer. The answer is 99% yes, it will help the overall website. The only way it wouldn't is if for some reason the page that you're talking about that got the backlinks doesn't link to any other pages on your website. I don't know why you would even have that, but in the event that you built your website where you have the single page that's completely separate from everything else, then it probably wouldn't help. But because that page links to another page, look, every time you have a link, there is a certain amount of link juice that gets provided to the other page that you link to. That's the whole reason backlinks work in the first place. You have a website, it links to your website, and it gives you some of its link juice. It gives you some of its authority. If you've never heard the word link juice before, link juice just refers to the value that you get when somebody gives you a backlink. Okay, they call it passing link juice. You can think of it as meaning authority. It's like the same thing. Anyway, Link juice applies to your own website too. So if you have a web page that gets tons of backlinks for some reason, maybe let's say you posted a blog post, okay? And it went viral for some reason, right? Because it was a really good blog post and like everybody linked to it and you got tons of backlinks, right? And tons of authority all to that page. Yes, that would also help out your domain as a whole. So in other words, it would probably increase the authority for some of the other keywords and for some of the other pages on your site. So. Great question, yes. Backlinks to an individual page also impact your overall website. Next question. When you say links from anchor text in the podcast, I think you should then do a two sentence definition every time. Some people don't know what that means, including me. What is it? It seems fundamental to what you're advocating. First of all, I apologize. 
I try to define words when I use them, and I've tried to define anchor text, but it seems that maybe I didn't define it a few times when I was using it. So let me define it for you now, and I will try to define it again whenever I use it in the future. Okay, you have a backlink, right? A link from one website to another website. Anchor text refers to the words that are the backlink. So look, a link can be two things, right? A link can be a picture or it can be text. If it's a picture, then you just click on a picture and it takes you to another website. That's not what we're talking about. If a link is text, anchor text is the words that you can click on. So for example, if I say, um, click here to visit my friend's website, okay? And friend's website are the words that you can actually click on, like those are the words in the link, then friend's website would be the anchor text. So it's the words in the link that you click on, okay? That's what anchor text is. Now, why is anchor text important? Why bother to give it its own name? Why not just call it a link? Great question. Anchor text is a very strong ranking signal. I'm gonna tell you guys, like, I don't wanna call it an SEO secret because there's no secrets. Moreover, anybody trying to tell you that they have secret knowledge that you don't have, okay, because this happens all the time. People, especially in the SEO industry, love to tell you that they have secret knowledge and you don't have it. And maybe if you pay them or buy their course or their booklet or whatever scammy package they're offering, maybe you will learn their secrets. You know what? I've even seen this and I've talked about this on another episode. I have even seen on SEO agencies' websites. They will say something like, we utilize our secret sauce to get you to the top of the search engines. There is no secret sauce. Like, okay, if there was secret sauce, it would just be getting backlinks from authoritative websites. But let me ask you a question. Do you even wanna work with an agency that isn't being transparent with you about what they're doing? I wouldn't. Get out of here with that nonsense, seriously. But so many people in the SEO industry are like, we have secrets and you don't have them. Gross, like just no, there are no SEO secrets. And even if there were, I'm telling you what they all are in this podcast. So there are no secrets. Don't believe anybody. Don't work with anybody who tells you that there are or that they have knowledge that you don't have because that person is just trying to scam you somehow. Okay, but like, I'm not joking when I say this is literally one of the most helpful things you can do, okay? I'm gonna explain it, and then I'll tell you the wrong way to do it, and then I'll tell you the right way to do it, okay? So, listeners of this podcast know that content isn't even really that important when it comes to getting to the top of the search engines, but they also know that it's possible to rank a website for words that don't even appear on the website, and I have given actual examples of that in previous episodes, okay? So before we go any further, I just want you to think about that. If content is king, like people love to say, by the way, content is not king, but if content is king, then websites should only rank for words that appear in their own content, right? If you have a blog post about blue widgets, that blog post should rank for blue widgets, right? Well, according to content is king, if you have a really good post about blue widgets, then it should rank for blue widgets, right? It should rank in a search for blue widgets if you have really good content about blue widgets, right? Of course, it doesn't actually work that way, okay? But people who believe that content is king think that it works that way. It doesn't work that way. By the way, the way to rank a website for blue widgets is to have a website that talks about blue widgets and make sure that website has a lot of authority and then it will rank for blue widgets. But there's one more way to rank a website and you can rank a website for blue widgets 
even if that website doesn't even talk about blue widgets at all. And that is by using anchor text. Now, the strategy for doing this has kind of changed over time. Look, I talk a lot about how SEO is the same and it doesn't really change and all the algorithm updates that come out and everybody freaks out and oh no, everything has changed, oh no. But like ultimately nothing really changes as long as you're not doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. I spoke in another episode about how we future-proof the majority of our work so that algorithm updates aren't even a problem, okay? The short answer is don't do anything ever that can be automated, okay? Because the more something can be automated, the more spammers are gonna take it advantage of it. And the more spammers take advantage of it, the more the search engines are going to reconfigure their algorithms so it doesn't even work anymore, okay? For example, things like forum profile backlinks or blog comment backlinks, they used to be pretty effective, but then somebody wrote software that will do it for you at the push of a button and you can get thousands of these spammy backlinks at the push of a button. Guess what? They don't work anymore and they can actually get you penalized. So don't do it anymore. Anyway, I'm getting off topic here, but everybody always freaks out. Oh no, an algorithm update. Oh no. As long as you're not doing stuff that can be automated, as long as you're not doing anything you shouldn't be doing, you really don't have a lot to be concerned about. We have very few clients that actually have noticeable changes from algorithm updates. Why? Because they've all got lots of authority from good quality blogs and we're not doing anything spammy and we're not doing anything that's automated and we're not doing any nonsense that other people seem to think is the answer. So I don't know. But anyway, there was actually one algorithm update. So the reason I'm mentioning this is back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I mean, 2012 ish. Okay. Around that time, plus or minus two years on either side. Okay. You've got, okay. The best way to rank a website around that era was to get as many backlinks as possible. And look, in like 2010, backlink quality didn't really matter. Like you could just spam it. You could use forum profile links. You could use blog comments spam. There are tons of websites full of spun content and all this other garbage. By the way, my agency never does any of those, okay? But I just want you to know that they exist and they still exist, by the way. They're still absolute garbage. The only difference is today they don't help, but people are still trying to get you to buy them for some reason. Anyway, the best way to rank something around 2010 was to get lots of backlinks with the keywords that you wanted to rank as the anchor text, okay? So if you wanna rank for blue widgets, just get a lot of backlinks that use the phrase blue widgets. Done, you're at the top of the search engines, okay? Now, that was 2010, okay? It doesn't really work that way anymore. However, it's still, okay, it's, it still kinda works that way. But like, the problem is now, and I talk about this on episode two, which is the penalty episode. And if you haven't listened to episode two, it talks about how to identify, how to prevent, and how to fix SEO penalties, okay? But anyway, there's a new penalty now. And this, well, it's not really new anymore, but there is a penalty now, okay? It's called over-optimization. Over-optimization refers to having a high percentage of your anchor text. So in other words, that means all the backlinks to your site, what words are they using? Remember, that's what anchor text means. The over-optimization penalty refers to having a high amount of backlinks to your website using the same anchor text. 
let's say you want to rank for blue widgets and you get 100 backlinks and I'm just randomly selecting 100 as a number here. That's not necessarily a goal. It's not necessarily a good number. One powerful backlink is much better than 100 low quality backlinks. Okay. I'm just saying, for example, you have 100 backlinks. Let's say 80 of them use the anchor text blue widgets. Well, guess what? that's an over-optimization penalty, okay? Because in real life, you would never normally get 80 out of 100 backlinks using the same anchor text. That's super suspicious. So you just, just don't do it that way. Okay, so how do we do it today? Great question. It still works. It's still super helpful. It's still super helpful, by the way. Anchor text is probably the most powerful ranking signal there is, okay? Now look, the search engines are gonna say it's not true, okay? The, the SEO gurus, they're gonna tell you it's not true, okay? You guys, this is a foundational principle of how my agency gets clients to the top of the search engines, okay? It works, but you can't go nuts with it. You can't have 80 out of 100 backlinks Use the same keywords in the anchor text. That's a stupid idea. You can't do it that way. But you can use a much lower percentage because it still helps. So if we want to be super conservative and not worry about future algorithm updates, you can do maybe 5 or 10% of your backlinks with your keywords in the anchor text. But if you want to be super smart, you shouldn't have just the keywords in the anchor text. For example... Let's say you have 100 backlinks. Don't have 10 of them say blue widgets. Blue widgets. No, no, no. Say, have a couple of them say blue widgets. Have a couple of them say blue widgets and something else. Like, hey, here's a great place to buy blue widgets. That whole thing is the link that you click on. That whole thing is the anchor text. Okay? That's a good way to do it. Why? The search engines will still grasp that blue widgets is relevant to the website that it's linking to, okay? And just to fully explain it, this is how you can rank a website for a term that doesn't even appear on the website, okay? And I've given examples in other episodes of things to search for, certain websites that are ranking at the top for those search terms that don't even have those words on the page. Do you wanna know why they rank? It's because they have a lot of backlinks and a lot of authority and a lot of the backlinks use those keywords as the anchor text. Okay, let me summarize this for you because I know somebody's gonna do it wrong. Anchor text is the words in a backlink, okay? It's whatever you can click on, that's the anchor text. Why does it matter? It matters because it is another signal that the search engines use to determine what a website is relevant for, okay? If your website has backlinks that say blue widgets and someone else's website doesn't have backlinks that say blue widgets, your website is probably about blue widgets and that other person's website is probably about a different topic. This ranking signal is so powerful that you can even rank a website for terms that don't appear on the website. However, make sure that you don't go insane using one keyword too many times in your backlinks, okay? 5%, look, I like to be very conservative when it comes to SEO, okay? I trust, uh, I use that word loosely, but I trust that the search engines can probably figure out what a website is about from the content on it, okay? So if it were me, I would probably not exceed 5% of any of my backlinks using the keywords in the anchor text, okay? 
I can't guarantee you that that's never going to happen like in real life. But if I'm building 100% of the backlinks, I'm not going to exceed 5%, okay? You have to be a crazy person to do that. And if you do it, don't email me and go, why did I get a penalty? Because I just explained it to you. You got a penalty because you over-optimized your website by using too many backlinks with the same anchor text. And especially if that anchor text is the keywords you're trying to rank for, okay? So don't do it. Okay. I think that was a long answer. <laughs> and I think I've explained anchor text and why it's important. Uh, if I haven't, let me know. Uh, or let me know what other questions you have. And I will talk more about anchor text in the future. And on that note, I think I'm going to do an episode in the future called how to rank any website for any keyword. And it's going to be a very, very detailed look at how to correctly use anchor text to rank a website. Next question. Okay. Here's a question that I see somewhat often on Reddit. I want to learn how to do SEO. Do I have to know how to code? I'm going to assume they're talking about like coding websites and they're not talking about like coding software. I'm going to tell you the answer is no. All right. I'm sure people will disagree with that. In 14 years of running an SEO agency, I have rarely had to make any changes to any client's code. Okay. So let me kind of explain how this works. <laughs> as you may have guessed, I'm not a coder, okay? And as I mentioned before, I'm also not a web developer, okay? So if we're working, for example, with a company and we're doing their SEO, I will tell them before they become a client that we need access to their web development team, okay? So what I'm basically saying is, if changes need to be made, we're gonna tell you what changes to make and you guys are gonna do them. Okay. I don't even have a coder on staff because it's, it happens so uncommonly that we actually have to do something that I, there's no reason to have a coder. Now, with that said, when I do need to do something, uh, I have, you know, associates I can reach out to, but ultimately, okay. I understand HTML. I'm pretty good at HTML, right? Because I learned how to make web pages in the late nineties and that's when you used HTML, okay? I'm pretty good at HTML. Um, I mean, you, most people probably disagree with that, but like I can, I'm pretty good at HTML. Okay, PHP, no, can't really do PHP. CSS, that is something that is very hard for me. I know, look, I know CSS is not hard. I, I, I honestly understand that it's not hard, okay? But like every time I've tried to learn it, I always end up thinking I can just do this in HTML faster and then I just do it that way. So <laughs> so I know it's not, I know that's not like the greatest strategy in the world, but I guess what I'm saying is I need to use CSS so infrequently that it doesn't even matter. Now, people are probably going to disagree and they're going to say, well, you should know how to do the coding because the blah, 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 and, and making changes to the websites. Like I said, we don't even do that. You know, we have the company's web development team do it for us. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to mess with somebody's website. I'll let you guys mess with your own website. We'll tell you how to do it. Don't misunderstand, but like, we're not going to do it. Okay. Number two, it's not even, it's not even necessary. Like there've been very few times ever that I really felt like a website issue was the reason a client was not ranking at the top of the search engines. I talked about this once in the episode where I talk about the best and worst clients we've ever had. And by the way, that's episode six, if you want to go back and listen to it. But if you don't remember that episode, basically we had a client who did a bunch of, oh my gosh, they did so many things they were not supposed to do. But anyways, on their homepage, 
they had it was very picture intensive. They had a lot of, of photographs from things they had done and they were showing them off, right? Which that's that's a good strategy, right? But all of these pictures were like full size. So they were all like 8,000 by 6,000 pixels and they were loading like tens of these pictures at the same time on their homepage. And their homepage took like three minutes to load, okay? That's probably not what you want on your webpage because nobody's gonna wait three minutes for a webpage to load. So, so one of the things that we did was resize the images, which technically, I mean, that's, that's not even coding. But my point is, that is, a, that is a website change, okay? That is not an authority thing. That's not a backlink problem. That was a website problem, okay? But generally speaking, but like for the most part, that, that's not even, that doesn't even happen. I've mentioned before that in over 99% of client projects that we've had, we didn't even touch their website because it wasn't the issue. The issue is they didn't have enough authority and the way we solved the problem was by building backlinks from authoritative websites and getting them to the top of the search engines. Okay, next question. This person recently bought an expired domain. And if you're curious about what that means or why you would wanna do that, you should go back and listen to episode three, which talks about how to build your own portfolio of authoritative domains and specifically focuses on domain acquisition. But anyway, this person probably bought this domain and it probably had some authority and that's the reason they bought it. And they're probably gonna use it to build a website that they can use to build backlinks off of and promote either their client's website or their own website. That's the reason you would do something like this. That's the short answer. Or maybe they just bought the domain because they wanted to use it for some other reason and it has nothing to do with backlinking. But either way, my answer is the same. Anyway, this person recently bought an expired domain and they said they can see in Google Analytics that they're getting visitors to non-existing pages. They wanna know if there's anything they can do to keep this traffic. So in other words, now let me just say, if, if this question doesn't make any sense to you, don't worry. This is kind of an advanced question. But basically what happened is they bought a domain, they hosted the domain, and there used to be a lot of pages on the domain from the previous owner, but those pages aren't there anymore, okay? But those pages that don't exist anymore are still getting visitors. Okay, so what should they do? The answer is very simple. If it's on WordPress, and there's ways to do this if you are not using WordPress, but it's like easy if you're using WordPress, so we're just gonna talk about WordPress for now. You can use a 301 plugin to redirect every page that's not currently a page back to the homepage. 301 is a type of redirect. Basically, if you have a plugin that does this, if somebody goes to a page on your site that doesn't exist, instead of seeing an error screen, they will be redirected to the homepage. Let's say your domain is domain.com. I'm literally just using this example, okay? It's domain.com. And let's say domain.com slash blue widgets. Let's say that's not a page on your site, okay? but it used to be a page when another person had that domain and so it's still getting a lot of traffic. Well, right now they're gonna see a 404 error, page not found, right? Oh no, well, those people are gonna get annoyed and leave. So what you do is you install this plugin, this redirection plugin, and there are lots of redirection plugins, okay? Like take your pick and find one that works the way you want it to work. You use a redirection to send that traffic back to the homepage, okay? Then they're still on your site, and more importantly, maybe 
the search engines will see that all of these pages that used to exist are now going back to the home page and any authority that those other pages have will be given back to the home page. It's a way of saving link juice, okay? And you should always do this anyway. You should always have some kind of plugin doing this so that if somebody goes to a page, maybe somebody spells the name of the page wrong, okay? And instead of not getting anything, they would just be taken back to the homepage. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, wise way to do it anyway. But anyway, that's the answer to the question. Okay. Okay, those are our questions for today, but I do wanna do more episodes where I answer your questions. So if you have any questions, email me, hello at grumpyseoguy.com and I'll do my best to answer them in a future episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It would really help the show out. I hope this episode is helpful. And if you have any questions, or if there's anything that you want me to talk about on a future episode, you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com. And I'll talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about SEO pricing models that actually make sense how you should pay for it, how you should charge for it, and how to not get ripped off.